Hey everybody, Jim Sammons here from the Kayak Fishing Show. This week on Kayak Fishing Tales, we're gonna bring you another episode of the Kayak Fishing Show Live from Facebook. This week we've got our good friends, John Hipsher and Luther Cyphers from Yak Attack. They're gonna talk about the history of the company as well as some of the cool new gear that they have coming out. Stick around, you're gonna learn a lot from this one. Sammons here from the Kayak Fishing Show Live. Thank you all for joining us as always. Kayak Fishing Show Live brought to you by Ballast Point Brewing Company. Today we're going with Sea Rose. Nice and light and drinkable and uh, very tasty. Very good beer on a, a warmer day. Ah, love Ballast Point. So, um, again, I appreciate everybody joining us as always. Um, as far as what's going on with us, hey, I hope you all, all guys all had a chance to watch our episode last night. It was kind of a, I wouldn't say it was a best of because it's only been over the last couple of years and we've always been shooting for about 12 years. Um, but I thought it was a really good episode. I really enjoyed it. it had some really cool stuff on there. Um, some highlights from, uh, you know, Puerto Rico, New Zealand, uh, a trip with my daughter down in Baja to Cedros Island. So really fun stuff. And so, you know, we had a great time uh, for you guys that don't get WFN. And I, you know, I hope if you guys get WFN, you're watching us on WFN for you guys that don't get uh, WFN. Of course, we run a few episodes on the sportsman's channel. One ran this morning and then that same episode will be on uh, tomorrow, uh, Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific time. And that'll be our um fishing for tuna in Louisiana with our good buddy, Jamison Redding. So uh, if you want to see an episode of the show, you've got that available there. So um, Melissa, thanks for joining us. Martin. Hey man. Yeah, of course it's five o'clock somewhere. It's afternoon, right? You know, I'm, I'm good with that. <clears throat> Particularly when it's good beer. Um, so, we actually started doing these live videos um, several months ago now, and I and I'm really enjoying doing it. And the very first one we had scheduled was with my good friends from Yak Attack. And due to some technical issues, we weren't able to actually do what I wanted to do. And that's when I started using this other software, which allows me to bring in guests and all that. And I think it makes for a much better product. Um, so because that first episode, we ended up having to just kind of wing it. I decided that, um, you know, I wanted to bring these guys back and, uh, John Hipsher and Luther Cyphers from Yak Attack. I've known these guys for years and years. Luther has shot with us several times. I mean, I love these guys and they are certainly, um, the innovators in this industry when it comes to kayak fishing accessories. They have from the beginning. So uh, if you have questions for these guys, by all means, shoot it at them. Uh, if you have ideas for products, I know they love to hear that stuff. So, uh, whoa, almost ripped my earphones out. So um, let's say hi to a couple people. Hey, Matt from New Zealand. Uh, yeah, we had a New Zealand on, like I said, part of our New Zealand episode was on there last night. Um, so thanks for joining us. Um, Michael, how you doing? Yes, Yak Attack rocks. Um there was another one here. I, I guess that's clapping. 
Sometimes, you know, we miss something on the uh, translation. Um, Zach, uh, hello, Jim, tuned in for another good show. Yak Attack Rocks. You know, these guys are just respected all through this industry. So, um, like I said, they've been making great products for a long time. And, uh, you know, as we always say, they are innovators. They're making cool stuff. So, um, Chris Fowler, love my new Yak Attack Omega Rod Holder. Yeah, me too. I've been using them uh, quite a bit lately on the show and on our last shoot. So, um, great stuff. And we got Kieran from New Zealand as well. Man, we got people from all over the world, and that's why I love doing this. So with no further ado, uh, these guys are actually going to be sharing the camera. So I'm going to bring them up. And three, two, one, boom. Hey, John. Hey, Luther. How are you guys doing? What's up, Jim? What's going on, man? How are you Man, you like to cut it close, don't you, Luther? <laughs> <laughs> Luther literally just walked into the camera like just before I hit the button. So uh, I, I'm so glad you guys could be us. I know Luther, you're always super, super busy, and I I hear you're uh, leaving on vacation like tomorrow or something. Pretty soon, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, that's cool. You deserve it, man. It sounds like it's gonna be a good time too. Just getting away from everything. Yeah, we're gonna disconnect for a couple of weeks. Awesome disconnect from this and reconnect with your family. And that, that's, that's so important. Um, so I, you know, I just want to start out for, for anybody who I, and I, this is probably a stupid thing to say, but for anybody who doesn't know yak attack, doesn't know you guys, um, give us a little background, Luther, you know, where did this all start? Um, it started back in 2009. Um, kind of, I was in the, in the hobby, so to speak. Made a couple of products that kind of, you know, caught on with the people we were fishing with. So, you know, we started making stuff, um, made a little bit of money and reinvested it, made some more stuff, made a little bit of money, reinvested it, made some more stuff. So we did that for a number of years. And then around, I'd say around 2012-ish, we started hiring employees, got to the point that, you know, was more than we can handle in the garage. And it's just kind of snowballed since then. You know, we, we're 40-something employees here now, I think. Um, you know, a couple hundred products or more, maybe. Um, it's it's grown a lot, but it's it's fun. I mean, we're problem solvers, so um, that's what we enjoy doing is finding problems to solve, and then and how good of a job we can do solving them. Yeah, and, and you know, there, there's a lot of uh, products out there, and you know what I've always seen with you guys, it, it's always it's like you said, solving a problem, making something better, you know, making something that works. And I think that shows that you guys are actually doing it. You're doing this sport. You're not just somebody coming up with it, you know, trying to solve a problem that it's not a piece of equipment you actually use. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I think there's a, you can, get, you can make some customers happy if you get 80% of the way, but that thing that completes the experience, that completes the consumer experience, just makes sense. Um, my favorite thing to hear people say is, man, why didn't somebody else already think of that? You know, and on one hand, you might say, well, that means that it must have been so obvious that it's not a great design. But on the other hand, what it means is it struck a nerve with that customer. It struck a it struck a chord out on the water or, you know, whatever they're using it for. And that's what we try to do. We want to keep it really as simple as possible, uh, as few pieces as possible, but just work it exactly the way you want it to work. Yeah. And, and I know from working with like Wes Siegler at Siegler Reels, that's his philosophy too. It's making it simpler, but making it simpler 
is sometimes a lot more difficult to figure out. Oh, there's no doubt, Jim. I mean, I spent in, in the automotive industry, I spent about 12 years and most of that time was designing a machine. And one thing that I learned is it's easy to make a contraption. You know, you just keep band-aiding stuff on there until it works and you end up with something that somebody walking up to it, it might seem really complicated. It must've taken a lot of, you know, energy and effort and everything and brain power to design it. But the reality is, the simple things with one simple motion that does three different things and does it perfectly every time, they're much more difficult to come across. Um, if you look at the lock and load mounting system, which I'm sure we're going to be talking about here, that was something, I mean, solving that motion took us months and months. And even when we thought we had something at ICAST, we came back, we still weren't happy with it. We scrapped all that and we continued and kind of started over. And I remember a couple of times, the designer that was working on this would come to me with the solution, but it had six pieces. And I was like, that's too many pieces. He's like, man, come on, you know, <laughs> what do you want? I'm like, well, I want four actually. <laughs> but, but, and that's what, but, but you know what he found it and we held out for it. And that, I think that's a lot. It's, it's hard to do that. It's hard to, when you've got something that you, when you know you can make it work, it's sometimes it's hard to hold out for that thing. That's going to be really simple you know, really targeted exactly what it's supposed to do. Uh, we, historically, we've always held out for good designs, even if it means we're late, even if it means, you know, things don't go as smoothly as we want. And I think, to me, there's no other way to do it. Yeah, it's so cool. Well, let's say hello to a couple people who are chiming in here. we got Alfred from Miami, Florida. Uh, we have uh, Javier from the white coast of Spain. I mean, like I said, I love this. I love the fact that we get people from all over. Um, Michael Guerrero from SoCal. Um, who else we got here? Reginald. Uh, Tom Riley from Central California. Got John. Hello, John. Aaron says hello, Luther and John. Um uh, Peter says he uses your rod holders up in Alaska and we're getting a ton of questions already. And this is, this is awesome. And we'll, we'll get to the questions in a bit. So I may have to backtrack a little bit, but I had some questions that I wanted to throw out at you. Um, first off, you know, people want to find you guys. It is at yakattack.us. I believe yakattack.com works now, right? Yes, it does. <laughs> Finally. <Okay. laughs> um, but yakattack us. I put I, I put this one up because that's what you guys are, right? You know, it, it's keeping everything in America, you know, uh, which, you know, putting guys to work in your community where you guys live. And that's, I, I think, like I said, it's, it's kind of like how Wes Siegler is with Siegler Reels, you know, putting guys to work where you live. And I, I really respect that. Um, has that been difficult, though, to keep it here, to not go to the cheap manufacturing I mean, you know, it's one of those things that once you chart your course, you know, if, I think one of the one of the differentiators in, in companies and, and even individuals that are successful versus not is charting your course and then finding the good in it. You know what I mean? So we turn, we always try to turn whatever decisions we make that we make philosophically, we try to turn that into some kind of an advantage. Um, and I would say in a lot of ways, we've, we've probably created more opportunity by keeping it here than we have, um, you know, had, had disadvantages. The obvious disadvantage is cost. Um, we see, you know, we're in an industry that made in the USA really resonates. And we see companies that 
that market made in the USA, but when you really dig down into it, well, it's made in the USA except for this product, except for this, except for this, you know, and, and it's just enough to kind of get the message across. Or it's made in the USA when it's cheaper to do it here, but, you know, maybe the springs and maybe the, you know, the, some of these other side products might not exactly, exactly be made. But, you know, for us, it's, it's, it's part of the mission, you know, that whenever you're in business, I think when you work as hard as we do, you've got to be doing it for something. And, and it's, it's fun for us, I think, try to figure out how do we, how do we have a competitive advantage while doing it? Sometimes the way that people say is more difficult or people think is more difficult and the amount of talent that we've grown here in our own factory, you know, the homegrown talent that we've got, no one can compete with it. I, mean, I don't know of anyone in any industry that can be as agile with injection molding this week. I mean, we can go from an idea to a finished part in four or five days if we need to for simple stuff. Uh, we actually did that recently for an OEM project. We went from the customer identified they needed it. They said, no, we can't do it because we don't have time. We don't want to delay the launch. And we said, if this was like a Wednesday, we said, well, we can have a, we can have a design to you by, by tomorrow. Um, and we can shoot parts next Monday. And they're like, it's not possible. We built a lot of molds. That's not possible. Like, oh yes, it is. And we did it. You know, it's amazing. So we've, we've really found some ways to turn doing it the quote unquote hard way into a huge advantage. And, and uh, I think it's one of the things that's given us the ability to do all these new products that we've done in the last year, you know, to not only do new products, but to do new, pro new products that are truly unique. Um, we, you know, we had to scrap some tooling, man, you know, and if you're waiting, if you're waiting 10 weeks, 12 weeks for tooling to come from overseas and, and you've got all these, you know, tens and, you know, sometimes hundreds of thousand dollars invested in it, you can't make those kinds of decisions. So, I'd say in so many ways, we've been able to take that made in the USA philosophy, not only make it work for, you know, I'll say our hearts, you know, our mission, but also work for our business and give us a competitive plan. Right. And I think I, I when, when we came out and visited you, if, if anybody hasn't had the chance, we kind of did a, a how it's made thing, walked through the uh, the facility at um, Yak Attack and shows that, you know, it's a small little operation but you're putting people to work and i think one of the cool stories was kind of the story behind like the busy carbon poles and the flags being made and everything and and how you have like a sewing circle of people making these things you know yeah it, it just stuff like that was pretty amazing and, and like, like i said that's ever come out of yak attack has come out of his room come out of your son's room with his wife stamped up a study every flag that's ever seen it's come off one press yeah. from your house. You know, it's it to me. It's it's more powerful. You know, when talking to dealers and dealers, you know, they're like, you must be sitting in a big building and you know, somewhere in a big city. I mean, we're in a town of three hundred people. You know, I think we're hit. You know, I think we have forty employees now. That you know, we're, we're we're a fixture in the community. And you know, a lot of these guys, there just there wasn't a lot of jobs. There wasn't a lot of opportunities. And now they're running, you know, CNC machines, injection molding machines, and learning true mean you know marketable skills that they can use down in their career and that's that's powerful and you know this is rewarding as making you know really not really solid innovative bag fishing products it's it's growing people you know it's it's really people through development of their personal knowledge and education of what they can do as a person and um it's huge you know really really you know we talk about the new products and how rewarding that is but i think sometimes it's the people you know, right. and I think you know, in the USA, I mean, it, it means many things to us. And, you know, I think it really, really, to me, it sits in the foundation of the core of the company. But it's um, it's the people we're investing in, you know, and that's 
it's the people that, that got us to this point and got us to where we are in the industry. And it's, it's something to be said for that for sure. Yeah. Well, and I don't know if there's a harder working group. I mean, every time I get, try to get a hold of Luther, you know, he's working, he's working, he's working and trying to get a break him away to come fishing with us sometimes. And I mean, heck, when we came to Virginia, I mean, the whole plan was to go fishing with Luther and he, he was just too busy. Couldn't even break away to go fish for a day. And I mean, that shows the dedication to what you guys are doing over there. And I know you have your hands full and, and everything you have to do. And, and finally getting away on a vacation. I think that <laughs> I'd love to see you actually doing that. Um, Tom says, love how the yak attack fits like a glove on my Jackson Cruise FD. Um, well, that's the thing is everything works so well. And, I, you know, the, the new um, lock and load system on the rod holders is it's so innovative. And, and I mean, I, I love the thing that, you know, started to use it on a shoot a couple shoots ago. I mean, you basically sent them to me right when they were being released. So I've had a chance to use them quite a bit and, and just, well, heck, I was there when you were still you know, doing uh, 3D molding of the things, so later, what is it, 3D printing of the things. Yep. So, you know, being able to see that and, and see what all you guys um, have been doing. So we know a lot of your, your past products, like I said, the Vizzy Carbon Pole is always on my kayak, um, but you guys going through some changes and which has kind of forced you to come up with a lot of cool new stuff. So without further ado, why don't we show off some of the, of the, the cool stuff that you have out now, some of the stuff that's being introduced now or, or recently, and maybe anything that you maybe have coming out in the near future. And I'll, I'll, if you guys have something you want a bigger screen, I can give you the whole screen so it might be a little easier for you guys to show it. Yeah, if you want to do that, I think that'd work. And uh, I don't know, kind of honestly, it feels like Christmas just because of, you know, we've, we've been hard, we've been working hard. You know, like you said, you know, we've been putting a lot of work into it. And, you know, the Omegas was kind of just the, the first cycle of new stuff that uh it's gonna be a lot of stuff this entire year coming out so you know i'm excited about it for sure okay well i'm gonna give you the whole screen you got it uh why don't you show us what uh what is newest and latest and just i'll ask okay. questions and so this is the omega rod holder um a lot of people have seen this basically the the rod holder portion what makes it really cool is it really well with all different types of fishing gear um, works well with your spinning rods, uh, bait casters, conventionals, and really, really well with collar rods as well, which you know, something we're really proud of. Basically, you've got a locking collar. It gently rotates. Uh, it's not a start and stop collar, so you can turn it away from either side. Of the your audio, your audio, hold on a second. Your audio is kind of breaking up a little bit. I don't know if you guys are a long way away from your mic or. Uh, maybe. Hang on. Is that any better, Jim? Yes, much better. Okay. So anyway, you've got the ability to put all your different types of, of uh, fishing rods in here, including fly gear. You've got the rotating collar, so you can you can secure the rod once it's inside, or even secure the neck of a spinning reel. Um, you know, to, to get that little bit of extra security. So we just built a. You look at the geometry; it's kind of like a lot of shapes there, and that's a result of testing and printing, and testing and printing, and testing and printing. So we got it worked out be what we thought was the best it could be and then we molded it and the next thing we did was a lot of destructive testing we actually redid this mold i think twice um because we found little areas that we could make it a little bit stronger a little bit better and what we end up with at the end we were super happy with so i you know we say omega it's the last rod holder you'll ever need that's the kind of versatility we tried to build into it um 
But what, to me, what makes the thing really special is not just the rod holder, but it's the lock and load system that goes with it. And, you know, I'm sure by now a lot of people have seen this, but basically what you've got is a trigger actuated system. So with the trigger open, drop it onto this little base. You've got slines on the outside and on the inside here. So you've got a lot of interaction, gives you a lot of strength. You drop it on and you click the lever closed, and now that thing's completely secure. Because the track base is keyed into the track, it's also non-rotating. So, you, you you know, you get that fish hit it on one side or the other, it's not going to loosen up or even over-tighten on you. Um, and then when you want to adjust it, you push the little button. you notice when I push the button, it's going to automatically cam up. It lifts up off the splines, now you rotate it where you want and let it go, and it cams back down, and then you're secure again. So, you know, this positional adjustment is literally fractions of a second to uh, yeah, to move there's the a lot of indexes there, right? So it, yeah, it's very fine high definition resolution on the indexing, absolutely. And then cool. you know, once we got it to this state, basically, we went through a number of mounting systems before we settled on this one. But even once we got it to this state, we're like, well, if somebody bumps this thing with their paddle, we're gonna pop it open and then it's gonna fall off into the water. So if you look right down inside there, you'll see this little safe. And that's actually recessed a little bit. So when you wanna remove it, you actually have to grab under that safety and pull it out with the lever, which makes it really hard to accidentally disengage. So that's the that's the Omega rod holder in the lock and load mounting system. Show them, the, uh, show them how the uh, lock and load actually attaches to the, the track. Okay, uh, sure. Yeah, so what's really interesting here is that it's non-rotating, super strong, extremely secure, but it's still just hand tightened. So you just got a little a little rotating uh, mushroom-looking piece here. We've got a T-bolt in the bottom, just like all of our T-bolt accessories and all the mini T-bolt accessories that, that we've inspired in the industry. And then that just slides right into the track. Um, you tighten the little mushroom, just hand tight, just enough where it won't slide. And then that's it. That's ready to attach a rod holder, a depth finder, camera mount, whatever you want to do. Right. So this is going to be kind of the the base for for many, many of your, your pieces of gear now for that attaching to the kayak. This is, this is our mounting system. Uh, it's amazing. It, it, it's so clean and so strong and so easy. So easy. With, with the advent of so much of, you know, your gear track all over so many kayaks now, um, it, it's pretty Is that going to work with pretty much any gear track, though? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't seen any tracks that it doesn't work with. I mean, Feel Free has that extra wide track, but even on those boats, we've made an adapter that we've been selling for years that converts a regular T-bolt to work in it. So I think every kayak that's on any track, um, with the exception of the one that you need an adapter for, but even then you can, you'll be able to use this. Yeah, you'll start to see, I think a lot more of the lock and load units used, you know, across the product line. And that's what we're gonna, we got a couple things here that are fresh, new, no one's seen them. And uh, it kind of starts to show, you know, how the lock and load is gonna be used and uh, what part of yak attack it's gonna, you know, start to be the foundation of. Right. So what else you got for us? I guess to go along with the, uh, the Omega that Luther talked about, um, right along with it was going to be uh, the Omega Pro, which is just going to have a little bit longer of an extension, uh, a little bit longer rod butts or also whether you want to get it a little bit farther away from you or closer to you. Um, but this one's been in the market for, uh, I guess, since the beginning of the year, about early January. 
but um, new that no one's seen until uh, this, this feed. But we're also going to do a, an eight-inch extension arm. Um, so guys that are using you know musky rods or you know big heavy offshore rods with a nice you know really long rod butt that's going to really get in the way, or a lot of pedal drive guys you know like to have a little bit taller, closer to them, and that's going to give them the ability to really be able to work with it and um, really make it theirs. Um, you know, it's going to be a little bit um. A little bit like you know, Legos or, or Lincoln Logs. You know, you're really going to be able to build on the Yakutak system to uh, really cater to your fishing style and how you rig your boat. Yeah, and I think the thing that I like about the Omega is is the versatility of it. Like uh, Luther was saying, something about you know your bait caster will fit in there, your spinning reel will fit in there, but also it can be used as straight up as a rod tube, and then yes. also your fly reel. That's uh, I was using it on our last trip. Was using it for my fly rods. And the fly rod fits in there nice and secure, and you don't have to worry about losing anything. So, I said, super versatile, um, very impressive, um, very impressive setup. Edgar says, I want an Omega Pro. <laughs> and the fly rod, when you put the fly rod in and out, a lot, a lot of fly reel holders, they capture the reel. So, you need to hold the reel with one hand, and you need to trip a bail or do something with the other hand. Here, you're just basically, you know, Drop it in, hand, laying the reel down with one hand, and you're and you're secure. If you want to rotate the collar, you can, but you really don't even have to do that. Hey, Gary here has a question. What's the best way to mount the new Omega rod holder on the H rail of a PA? We've got a, an updated part. We we've sold for Hobie, I guess, for about about a year and a half, two years now. Is going to be uh, what they call the H rail Mighty Mount. Uh, it's going to be a little piece that we make that then they sell on their clamp. And uh, we actually updated that uh, about four months ago, or maybe five months ago. So it is is configurable. Uh, it does work perfect with the lock and load system now. If you have if you have the existing Hobie HRL mount, what you can do is on the modified to make it on the sides um, where these little here would kind of interfere with that HRL mighty mount. You could just kind of build that out so that they'll lock in there. And that's basically what we did with the updated one. Now it's got clearance for the two little tabs that give you the non-rotation. So not only is it going to work on your Hobie HRL mount, but now it's non-rotating um, completely. So it's, it's even more secure. Uh, very cool. Very cool. So uh, I know you had some other stuff you were kind of yeah. giving me a sneak peek at before we started this. Yeah, so kind of what Luther's got in his hands is uh, – you know, it definitely, it's, it's a unique mount for us, the way that it looks, the way that it works, the way that it, uh, overall, the appearance and feel. Um, it kind of has uh, some, I mean, you guys are the first to ever see this, uh, essentially, but um, it, it's square and rectangular. And it might look a little familiar, but it, it's based off the same four-hole pattern that, you know, Scotty, Ram, Cannon, you know, anyone else that those guys have used the same whole pattern for years and years and years. So we wanted to give you the opportunity that, you know, whether you bought a boat that came with one stock and, has four holes, you know, they're already threaded insert, you know, threaded inserts in the boat, uh, and you don't want to you know, use that interface, or you want some more options to use something that's track mounted, or whether you, you hard mounted, uh, you know, a, a different uh, mount like that, uh, your kayak years ago, and you want to refresh it and give yourself the ability to put a, a, a gear track accessory on there. Um, it's just a plug and play, you know, it's going to fit perfect and works really, really tremendous with the lock and load system. So it's uh, going to be a unique mount. We're calling the Mighty Mount Switch. So if you want to switch it up, you got you got an option. Nice. To do it. I mean, the the idea there is that deck mounts have been around for a long time, but they're bulky, you know. And and one of the reasons people have really migrated over to track systems is because when you take all the accessories off, 
you got something you can car top, you've got something that's not going to hang up on things, you can really configure it. You're not just stuck with, you know, really, you're not even stuck with any brand's accessories anymore because there's so many different things that fit some. So the idea about the Mighty Mouse Switch, as John said, same hole pattern, you can plug it in, but it's it'll essentially take an older platform and modernize it. You know, kind of bring it up to date with where things are today. Um, and then, you know, super high strength. I mean, we, we made this similar uh, material than what we used for our Mighty Mount XL, which we've, we've uh, been really, really happy with. Um, but the other cool thing is you've, ha you've got these discrete positions. So you can use this two ways. And this is something that we've actually filed a patent on. Quite a few people out there that need to hear that. So we've got <laughs> the mount. We've got a track. You can slide it back and forth just like you might any other thing. But what's really cool, you can also rotate the track base 90 degrees. And now you've got this discrete mounting position. So now you've got, and the, no, this doesn't slide at all for an aft. It's completely locked in. Wow. You can move it between the three positions. But in each position, it's completely secure. You know, kind of a Picatinny style that you might see on, uh, you know, military uh military weapons where, where you've got the rail system and it's got the ability to put a cross bolt from sliding back and forth. So, you know, kind of a Yakutini system, if you will. Right. But again, the product's called the Mighty Mount Switch. It's like John said, you can just kind of switch it up a little bit. Well, that's super cool. Now, we, uh, you mentioned something about, you know, making them good and strong. Now, you know, and I, I know that we've had some conversations about other products in the past that maybe weren't so strong. The materials, uh, we're a little brittle, not your products, somebody else's. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and I'm, I'm assuming you have, uh, you've, you've addressed anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. So when, when we did the Omega, that was one of the things we wanted to be really careful of. You know, I remember being on shoots with you, we bumped into a boat with a rod holder and, and lost some stuff. So uh, I've definitely seen that. Um, but we, the materials that we're using, it's all impact modified, really, really high end polymers cost a little bit more money but it's the stuff that you want for these kinds of applications. And we actually put this thing in a vise and put a, a long bar and we broke it and we broke everything on the market. Every rod holder we could get our hands on, every competitive rod holder we could get our hands on. There's one that's comparable to the Omega and everything else isn't close. So it's, it's as strong as of a rod holder that's ever been put onto a kayak. And then when we went with the, uh, well, first off with the, with the Mighty Mount XL, it was the same thing. The Mighty Mount XL is is uh, not that far off, full strength wise, than, than an aluminum track. I mean, it's extremely strong. It's very difficult to get it to fail. It really comes down to how well you've got it mounted to the kayak. And the Mighty Mount Switch is even heavier duty because it's thicker. It's got a bigger footprint. Um, so yeah, it's all stuff that's you know tried. It, it's as good or better than the tried and true stuff that's on the market today, including some of our stuff that's on the market today. Right, and this is where where that like, like I talked about at the beginning, the fact that you guys are 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 not just manufacturers, you're end users. You know, you use this stuff, so it, it makes that big of a difference. You you know, you want it to work for you, and in the long run, that's good for the consumer. Yeah, that's right, Jim. And we also want it to work for. I mean, one thing that we're very conscious of is that the kayak fishing industry, number one, has really carved out a place for us. You know, the kayak fishing industry has resonated with, you know, a bunch of, you know, newcomers a few years ago, we were anyway, 
coming to the sport, really trying, you know, coming from within the sport, really trying to make something happen. You know, we haven't always had the capabilities that we have today. Our products haven't always been as sophisticated as they are today. But the industry has always just almost paved the way for us and given us a lot of opportunity. And over the years, the expectation of Yakutak has gotten higher and higher and higher. And we lose a lot of sleep over that. I mean, you know, when people have a lot of faith in a brand or a company and, and you know that the next product that you put out and let them down, um, you're really, really careful about what you put out. You know, it's it's the reason that the Omega rod holder was late. I mean, we were two, three months late on that because the system we took to ICAST, which probably by you know a lot of standards would have been okay, we knew it wasn't yak attack okay you know we knew it wouldn't meet the expectations our customers would have of us so you know a desire to not let down the people who sometimes we feel like put us on an even higher pedestal than we deserve um is a very highly motivating thing so that that's the other part of it is not wanting to let the people down who have given us the opportunity that's that's awesome hey jeff has a question does the switch need a flat hole area um, yeah, you want something that's about as flat as the footprint there. So if your standard deck mounts will fit, this will fit. Uh, as long as the, f the four holes are flat, uh, if it was dished or something like that in the middle, that would be okay. But, you know, the idea is anywhere you could put a deck mount, you could put it. Right. And, and like you said, I mean, that's, I mean, I've got some old, old kayaks that have old, um, for instance, Scotty bases that were those ones that you had to punch in and then or yank up and twist and then pull out, and they were really hard to work with. So, so anybody who has that to swap out to something like this with the lock and load system, I mean, that would be a, a huge upgrade. Yeah, and a lot of like even in your inflatable market, um, you know, there's a lot of these like PVC patches that they glue down that's got the four threaded inserts in it that fit that same interface. So this would replace that as well. You know, I know for years Jackson made, uh, and they may still do it, they made boats that have four threaded inserts where a deck mount could go. So now you can yank those off, you can you can put a mighty mount switch on there, and now you're not you're not constrained to using just one type of accessory there. You've got the, the, the whole market's open to you. Right. That's that's fantastic. Um what else you got for us, John? So kind of going off the same like kind of lock and load theme, uh, it's been one that you know, we've had a big hole for the past couple months, but people have been really wanting, and I mean, no one's seen this as all at all. Um, but with our fish finder mounts, so having a, a fish finder mount that's based off that lock and load system is um, is, is key. So that's going to be seen in the whole fish finder mount. So we've got this one that works with you know your big Ray Marines, big Garmin's, your big low rances that, that are going to feature kind of your gimbal uh, arm, your gimbal bracket on it. Uh, it's just going to be a simple plug-and-play system that makes it nice and easy on the um, lock and load system. But right along with it, we've got um, you know one that's going to work with the entire Helix family. You know your Hummingbird Helix uh, doesn't matter what size; it's going to work. You know one single one single product making it easy on our dealers. And then uh, another one that's going to be circular that works with um, your smaller uh, your new Raymarine uh, Dragonflies, also your old ones as well, or your uh, smaller Garmin units are going to work right off this too. So. You know, having that ability to, you know, really, really utilize the lock and load system in just about every aspect of your kayak is where we're headed and where we're going. So um, that's going to be, um, and we're not far away and with what Luther was saying. I mean, this one right here in my hand is 3D printed, but um, as of next week, we're going to be ready to rock. So we'll be shooting out some test parts and doing some final testing, and then uh, it'll hit the market shortly after. So, you know, all these fish rider mounts, um, pretty close to coming to the market. So 
you guys are the first to see it. Uh, so we've got all these uh, coming very, very soon from Yak Attack. So keep your eyes peeled for sure with that. And especially the guys with the bigger displays. One thing that we know people really like, one of the complaints we've gotten over the years, uh, because we sell finder mounts for these bigger units previously, and one of the complaints that we've gotten fairly frequently is over time and chopping conditions or whatever, these things can kind of sag down. Um, now, you know, that was gonna, this was going to be my question. <laughs> yeah. No, so we've got the we've got the the spline interface on the connections, high resolution. You've got a lot of positions, but you're never going to have to worry about them uh, flipping down over time. How's yeah. the flex? Oh, there's nothing. It's very very little there's flex. There's absolutely nothing there. I mean, it's it's super super rigid and strong. So it's it's a beefy beefy unit that. You know, when we when we made the, the eight inch arm uh, last week, I mean we, we tried to break it and couldn't. You know, we put so much force behind it and couldn't get it to break that um, you know, even with that longer leverage, we weren't able to break it. So I mean it's it's saying something for the just the geometry behind some of the products and the reinforcement and it's put into shapes and the, the body lines of the product itself. Okay, so my, my question would be at this point now at the lock and load so you say let's say you've got a heavier unit like i have an axiom it's fairly heavy um and then i put an arm out so it's extended out uh would i have to be concerned about the size of the base that i have that lock and load in you know uh, what i mean well, if you put it on a four inch track with you know four self-breading screws that might be you know that might be questionable depending on how much leverage you've got out there and how much that unit weighs as far as the lock and load base itself, definitely not. As far as the connection to the boat, you're going to want that to be, you know, just like just like previously, you're going to want that to be strong enough for whatever you're throwing at it. Um, the good news about the lock and load system is it's strong enough to withstand anything that happens on the business end of it. The bad news, it can also be stronger than the connected end of it. So um, <laughs> yeah, you'll definitely want to make sure you've got a good, nice, strong attachment to the boat. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that, that totally makes sense. I mean, just like just like anything else. I mean, you, you can't have a big heavy thing, you know, going down to a, you know, something where you're getting so many pounds per square inch into a really small area. You know, then yeah. you're just asking for trouble. But yeah, and, but, but the good news is, like I said, from the track mounted lock and load base all the way through the business end of this thing, um, you're going to have a hard time throwing anything at it on a kayak that it can't handle. That's awesome. Um, what was this? John said it's not out yet. That's the first it's been shown. I, I think he might have been responding to another question. Uh, when did well, you know, some of these items? When will people will will people be seeing these available in shops like after iCast, or or are we even closer than that? I think it's around the same time frame. I mean, as far as the fish finder mounts, I yeah, a month that day, and um, they're pretty much most of ready to rock to some final testing and. Uh, you know, other than that, I mean, we're like what Luther was saying that, I mean, we are, you know, mold makers in the molding industry look at us like we are crazy. That uh, <laughs> normal companies don't don't have that capability of, you know, we're doing their all, all their own design work, all their own pooling, and then all their own mold making. That um, if we need to react, we need to react, you know, and it's, you know, it's not really us reacting. I mean, we're, we're driving the industry and driving the sport as far as what we're doing and what we're making. But um, we're quick to satisfy our dealers and can, uh, consumers of the kayak fishing community. So, you know, it's, it's exciting to be a part of it and exciting to me, you know, exciting to see the, the space of Yak Attack really, really, truly coming to fruition and, uh, you know, paving the way in um, I guess that 
Yeah, I mean, one of the things that happened in the last year. You're breaking up a little bit there, Luther. One of the things that happened in the last year, and there's a difference in our in what we're just products that we're selling because we used to distribute products that we don't distribute now. Um, which really good about that is it puts us number one, it puts us in control of the design. Uh, it puts us in control of the materials. It also gives us the ability that if the product doesn't quite do what we want it to do, we can just fix it. We can just change it. We can move it forward. Just like you would in, in, in uh, you know, when you go out on your boat, if something's on the boat's not working the way you want it to, you might go change the way it's rigged or modified, and then the next time you go out, it's that much better. That's how we view the products is, you know, we, we, we don't want to put anything out on the market that isn't ready. Um, and, and usually when we have delays, it's actually not from being able to get parts out of the mold. It's from being able to satisfy our internal requirements of what we expect to come out of that mold. You know, sometimes it, it works. It kind of works in 3D printing. You're like, well, the 3D prints are not that accurate, so it should work. Bad. You know, but you don't get a feel for it sometimes really until it comes out of production fully. And uh, that's the point at which we really make our final decision. You know, usually most companies would be so committed by that point financially that they couldn't switch gears. But, um, you know, we always do the testing. We always do the testing after the parts are molded. And we're not afraid to go back and, and scrap some tooling and start over if we need to, if we feel like there's an improvement out there that, that you know, should be made. Well, yeah, I, I mean, and I totally get that because, I mean, I mean, back in the day, like, for instance, working with Ocean Kayak, um, you know, under Johnson Outdoors, if there was, you know, if there was an issue and, and the manufacturing and design process back then was a little more primitive, you, you know, the, the, the plugs and everything we were working with, you know, weren't quite as dialed in and you kind of had to kind of go with it, hoping that everything was right. And then the problem was that if there was an issue, if something wasn't quite right, it's like, okay, well, we can fix that after we sell 10,000 boats, you know, this mold needs to amortize over this, you know, da, 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 da. And so working with you guys, and, and again, I bring up Wes Siegler again, you know, working with him, working with companies like this that can react quickly, you know, cause you know, Hey, things do sometimes not get quite right. And being able, no matter how much testing you do, you put it out on the market right. and you get a, a hundred guys now beating the hell out of your stuff. In different then, conditions. Yes. And then, then having being with you guys and you just saying, oh, okay, well, we can fix that, <laughs> you know? And, and like I said, Wes is the same way. And it, it just makes it such a joy to work with a company like this that can appreciate it and can understand what we're saying. And you're not just looking at a numbers thing as you guys want to make it right. Because it, again, it's something you would use. I think then just in general, I mean, that mindset of, not right we're not selling it i think really comes uh, really shows in um, our, our new transducer arm you know this is one that you know we've been talking about since um i cast it last year and uh, we kind of had that light bulb moment of uh big thing we, we, we wanted to integrate it with our uh, lock and load system so you know the overall the base of it you know on the new uh, what we're calling the switchblade we, we wanted well, it where it was a little screen again there it was one simple piece that uh, once it's on the track, it truly, really, really easily you know, integrates into the lock and load system so you can have your fish finder display right with your transducer arm. I mean, this one's kind of hard to show on, the, on just a, a camera, but then you've got your 
you know, your transducer going all the way down the bottom on some uh, some simple joints and arms right there that are going to give you a little bit of movement if you want it to get around the shape of your boat. But to me, the, the secret sauce was um, getting the part together up here. You know, guys are really, really going to want to have this lock and load base integrated with their switchblade uh, just to make it really a simple, compact system. And, I mean, we were full-blown fooling, you know, promised dealers, hey, we got this one ready to go. And uh, we, we had that moment, you know, we hit that moment where we were, we were all in the room talking and, you know, like, why don't we do this? And uh, we did it. And there was one that, you know, we definitely filled up the recycling bin full of aluminum with uh, some of the tools, but so be it. So it's just one that, you know, the cost of uh, you know, remaking a tool, I think, is so less than um, – you know, something out there in the marketplace that the consumers aren't happy with and we're not happy with. Something like this on the new, uh, on the, the switchblade transducer arm, it was key. You know, really, really, that one thing I think that really you know, shows the character and the type of brains and the type of people and the type of business the Yak Attack really is, is we want to make the right products and put out the right uh, right stuff for the guys out there um, that really need it, you know. Right. Well, I'm going to throw the question out there from Kieran here because and we knew it was coming. Camera mounts. Anything on? I, I know uh, it's something we've talked about. Is is uh, is there something working in the back of your guys' ever working brains that uh, it might be coming anytime soon? Yes, soon is relative. I mean, I, I wouldn't expect to see a camera mount in the next four weeks, but um, I'd be surprised if we're not able to show something by show season. Um, and then. You know, after that question of how long it takes us to dial it in and get it exactly like we want it. But, um, yeah, I would expect not only to see some camera mounts, but I would expect to see camera mounts that are better than anything we've ever built and maybe better than anything the industry's ever seen. Uh, that's where we're setting the bar. Uh, we, we've we've identified the weaknesses of the products that, that we've made ourselves and the pro other products on the market. And the intention is to address all of those um, with this new line of camera mount. So yeah, you definitely expect to see them. Uh, I'd be patient. I'd be waiting for them because they'll be worth waiting. Can I expect maybe these to work again with the lock and load system? Probably. Probably. Yeah. I mean, cause I mean, that's such a versatile mount. Uh, it would be uh, cool to see that tied in, but of course, like you said, you got to make it make sense. Yeah, it has, it has to make sense. And We've got some ideas that are, we've got some ideas that are proven out. We've got some ideas that are not yet proven out that are going to really kind of pave the way. Um, at the end, we want, we want it to be in a direction that, you know, we don't want to pigeonhole ourselves where it works really great here, but it doesn't work so great there. Uh, we've got a couple of key, again, it, to us here at Yak Attack, designing products is all about completing a consumer experience. You know, and it's, you know, yeah, you want things that you can market features and do this and do that. But until it gets in the hands of a consumer, they use it and they say, wow, this is the best whatever gadget I've ever owned. We haven't really done our job. So we want to make sure that whatever it does, it completes that experience the right way. Um, and there's still a little bit of product definition to be done to prove things out, to figure out the exact route to go. But we're getting pretty close. Well, it sounds like it's going to be worth waiting for, <laughs> and, yeah, and we know it will. It's just like everything else. It's just, uh, like I said, you guys are solving problems, and 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 that's uh, the impressive thing. And it's always been that way. I mean, just from the initial solving the problem with the original Vizzy Carbon Pole, <laughs> you know, it is still the go-to light setup. I mean, it's so easy for me to travel with that thing. Um, 
And if anybody doesn't think that thing makes a difference on the water, I can tell you right now, it makes a huge difference on spotting another guy out on the water. That flag makes it so much easier to see. And anybody who's out paddling at night without one or in the fog without one is just being foolish. You know, um, I, I really, uh, I really believe that. Um, we, we love having on them. The only thing I don't like about it is when it's really windy and have to listen to that thing flap (laughs) (laughs) or those times when it changes direction and flaps over to my rod and gets the hook stuck in it, Yeah, which I'm sure has happened to all of us. Yeah. Sometimes Uh, a a little trick that people don't, a lot of people don't know that works really well, uh, in the daytime, if that flag's flapping around too much, you can take the flag off, open the Velcro drop the flag over top of the light and re- over the light and reseal the Velcro around the mast. And you still have this orange footprint up there. It'll kind of turn this way a little bit as opposed to flapping, but it cuts down on the, on the uh, wind drag quite a bit. It definitely cuts down on the flapping and it definitely cuts down on the ability, for example, to get hung in a hook. And then when you're out at night, like for me, one, one of the disadvantages is there's some areas that we fish where we're actually sight casting at night because we're fishing under some lights you're up under a bridge you're not so much worried about you know a boat running over you between islands you know what i mean right but you still want your buddies to be able to see you still want to be visible but we'll actually take and do the same thing but leave the light on because when you're sight casting a lot of times depending on how your boat's turned that light will give you night blind right Um, right right but by by putting the the the, uh flag right over top of the light it gives you a nice soft glow it doesn't blind you doesn't kill your night vision so that's a couple of tricks that you might want to try that's 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 a great idea very similar to using the the red lens on your headlight so it's it's not crushing that that night i've never thought about that that's a great idea that's why that's that's why you guys are the the designers and thinkers and i just (laughs) i just stuff and it's uh, the one thing that I found out every tournament or every busy carbon that a lot of people are like, I never knew that the, uh, the unit does go right into flat. So it's I make sure that it's one that KBF a couple, I guess a couple months ago, there was probably 10 guys at the bottom that were like, Dude, I have no idea. So <laughs> we'll see. The thing is, I always knew that. And I just always, I wrap the, I fold the whole thing up and then wrap the flag around it yeah. and take the bungee cord and then loop it around and then just do that. Because... I'm, I'm, I'm lazy. <laughs> time, time is money, and then the time you got, you, know, you need to be fishing. So, yeah, make it quick. Yeah. Martin Toomey says he won't go on the water without his Vizzy Carbon. <laughs> and that was the first product, man. It's it, it's very very cool that it's it's come such a long way. Um, Kieran says you'll wait for them before deciding on a setup. I, I know he's talking about your your camera mount. Um, what's all? Edgar said, sweet. Martin said, badass. Um, Zach says, the speed at which the products go from an idea to finished product is rad, all while keeping quality high. And then that's the key is, is yep. you can be fast, but not too fast that you're putting out an inferior product, right? Well, that's exactly right. Um, and, and one of the hardest, some of the hardest decisions we've had to make. losing you again your, your audio kind of goes in and out when you guys get too far away from that thing i think yeah and i think we might have something blocked in here too but yeah <laughs> I mean, some of the hardest decisions we've made is to slow down when we really want to get the product out on the market we know people are waiting for it but again sometimes you you know 
sometimes you do have to slow down and take a step back and get it right. And then there's other things that, you know, it's like bam, 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 and it's out there. But I think in either case, for us, what's a, what's a time-consuming launch that uh, we feel like really dragged out is probably about average. <laughs> it it, it kind of works out. Yeah, well, and I'm sure, you know, working on multiple products at one time and having your brain have to switch gears from one thing to another um, can be a little bit tough. And then, you know, we're waking up in the middle of the night and going, oh, that's what it is. <laughs> that's what I needed on that item. I'm sure you've had a, a number of those. Although I don't know about waking up in the middle of the night because even in the middle of the night, you seem to be at work. <laughs> it's funny, you know, that, that's the reputation these days. There's somebody out working me here every single day, you know, and it used to be the opposite. It used to be, I was always the last one here, you know, sometimes hours and hours after the last person, but you know, if, if, if there's been more than once that I've come back into town from being from traveling and, you know, pull up with my trailer to drop it off or whatever, um, you know, one o'clock in the morning and we've got an engineer, his truck is sitting there and there's one little light burning where the where the mill is that we make our mold and uh it doesn't even surprise me you know because there's something that he needed to get done that he's in here doing and that's just you know yak attack is the business it's a line of products but it's it truly is a group of people that have a common mission a common vision and a common goal and a lot of people say oh you guys work too hard when do you enjoy life brother we are enjoying life you know, work. <laughs> tell me, tell me what's more satisfying than, than serving a community like this in a sport like this, doing things that we can be proud of, but in a way that we can be proud of it. I mean, I don't know how much better it really gets. Yeah. And, and speaking about giving back and not just to the community, you guys just had your, your big old tournament, which just seems to just like blow out every year. Uh, you guys sell that thing out every year. And you're, you're giving back. And that, um, I, but you also, you guys deal with weather every year, and, but people seem to have a great time no matter what, right? Um, how, the, how did the tournament go this year? It's good. I mean, it, I heard it from multiple guys, and it's, just, it's kind of fun. I heard it while I was at the tournament. I heard, I've seen it on social media. I've seen it in some messages personally, but hey, I don't know. There are a couple bunch of guys where I was, I was the best one yet. You know, it's year and everyone, you know, I felt like I walked into it probably being the most unprepared uh, I've been in a long time. But I guess that's just from experience that, uh, you know, I think we've got it down to a science. And uh, even with, you know, with your weather, when you came and we fished in Virginia, I guess about a year ago or so, um, it's spring. <laughs> it's spring in Virginia. It's going <laughs> to pop up. But I think we probably had the most rain, that at least I've seen that. This is my fourth tournament that I've ran. Uh, I don't know about the early days. I know some of the early days in the field were just a torrential monsoon, but um, you know it flooded. You know the Armville. I mean, it flooded. You know the Abmax River got so high that um, it, it became super unsafe, and so they had to put some streets down. And um, with that much rain, and, and guys are still. I don't. I don't think one person complained about the rain, and I think that it's just the understanding that um, we're there to fish, but that's definitely the secondary nature of the event. That it's. Uh, Key focus is to raise money for Heroes in the Water and uh, Project Twin Waters, and um, it's, it's about the, it's about seeing friends you don't see, you know, but once a year, and um, sitting around eating some good home cooked smoked food. And uh, That's what I, was gonna say. I think a lot of people time. don't eat food. 
I, I've I seen the spread. You, I see the spread you guys put out. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's really unique, and like John said, I mean, it was one of the least comfortable tournaments from a rain standpoint. But it's funny the rain drives everybody into the building and under the tents, and where they're really even hanging out that much more. And I think that's what people come for. They come for the the food and the you know just the, the camaraderie, the community that's there, and the the attitude of the whole thing. I mean, you don't win anything. You can you can win stuff with raffles, but the competition is uh, it's about fishing together. You know, it's about having a good time. I say you don't win anything. You can get uh, the the place prizes are um, artwork that that uh, Rob Choi does. I mean, they're really nice prizes. Oh, that's sweet. But the point the point is the things that that traditionally drive competition don't have a lot of focus on them. The, the, what we put all the focus on is. You know, the employ our employees and friends and family volunteer their time. Um, a lot of the attendees volunteer their time. I mean, we have guys that every single year pay the entry fee. And they don't even fish. They come in and they they come in two days early. What can we do to start helping with meat prep? You know, and then they stand by the grill and make sure everything, make sure everybody's served. I mean, you know, every year right before we eat, I try to thank all the volunteers. And I can't even ask them to stand up because they're back in the kitchen, you know, trying to get all the food ready for everybody while everyone's having a good time. And these are guys that paid an entry fee to do that. Wow. So the, the attitude of service there is just it's something you truly have to experience to appreciate. We had people even this year say, well, I've always heard about it, but now I understand it. Uh, it's, a, it's an event unlike any other. And I think this year we sold out 175 spots in two hours. Um, we're expecting next year it's going to go in probably 15 minutes. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, and the final numbers aren't in yet, but you know, last year we raised, I think we gave, uh, I think it was 20,000 figures in the water. And, uh, and in the local chapter of Australian Waters, I think that they wanted uh, indicated, but I think it was grand or 2,500 bucks. And, um, you know, this year, I mean, we, we haven't really said anything about it, but, uh, you know, one of um, Jackson's old employees and one of our Yaktak team members, Jonathan Meyer, who was, who was injured in that carjacking a couple weeks back, uh, we, we we did one of the boats for him. Uh, so one of those boats uh, went specifically uh, for raising funds for him. So oh, that is very very cool. Haven't even uh, told anyone about that that wasn't at the tournament. And um, I was going to reach out to his mom, um, you know, sometime this week or over the weekend and uh, just touch base. And that's uh, that's what it's about. You know, it really, you know, it's it's one of those that I think most of the guys, you know, it's his daughters sing the national anthem at the beginning of it and. Oh, Wow. There's, you know, I think most of those people, they, they get that fuzzy, that fuzzy feeling and that kind of a uh, emotional feeling from it's, it's, it, I guess the directions, I mean, it, it's our, it's our veterans and it's, we're, we're raising money to support our people. That, well, you, you know, know and, and, and I'll thank you right out and, and thank you for um, everybody that I can. I don't know that I've ever heard you say no to anybody who was looking for support. And, and I know you get hit up all the time and you have to say no sometimes, but you know, you guys have been so generous uh, with your time and your products and, and your support of every tournament that, that was like a charity type thing. You know, these or the tournaments are trying to give back. You guys have always been there. And, you know, when I used to do our tournament for, you know, 12 years, uh, you guys were always there um, when we needed you. And, and so I appreciate that. And I appreciate the fact, the fact you guys are doing that. Um, guys, this hour has flown by, uh, Luther, I really appreciate you coming in. I knew you were on a really tight schedule, getting ready to Thank go on you, your man. trip. 
Um, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Anything else you wanted to throw up before we uh, we sign off here? Anything else you wanted to tell us about? Yeah, I, I guess I've got one more product. That, uh, it's just something can kind of, I guess, completely different from us. I mean, still based off the uh, lock and load system, but uh, but for all you keto uh, guys, uh, we wanted to be able to have a simple little mount that's going to be based off that lock and load base, but give you the option to really, truly have something that's going to work something that's going to be easy and uh, be able to really give you uh, that, that platform and that system of the lock and load base to truly utilize all of your kayaks. So something that's secure. A lot of cool stuff <laughs> something that's secure because, I, I mean, I've got a Torquedo and the solution I was using, you know, I can't tell you how many times I would knock that off the boat because it was just kind of yep. being held there not very great. So, um, guys, I can't thank you enough, as always, for, for joining me. Uh, whenever you have something new and you want to share with us, of course, um, please let me know and we'll get you back on yeah. here. And we'll, of course, we'll probably do a little live thing at iCast if you're, if you've got anything new there. Um, of course, yeah, I think we'll be you guys stuff at yakattack.us or yakattack.com. Um, thanks again so much. And thanks so much for uh, supporting my show for, for all these years. I really appreciate it. Luther, have a great vacation, man. You deserve it. I appreciate it, buddy. <laughs> Take care. Uh, everybody else, um, thanks again for joining us. I really appreciate it, and I really appreciate all the comments. The guys have told me, and I, I didn't really um, say anything about it, but uh, we are going to have some some swag to be given away, some gear from Yak Attack. Um, maybe I can throw John back up in there. Hey, John, you still hear me? Hey, John, I put you back up there. Uh, we had talked about maybe a, a little giveaway here. Do you got any ideas on that? I guess we completely forgot about the giveaway. But, uh, yeah, we're going to do uh, one that, uh, that commented during the show. We're going to do uh, a $150 gift card. That, uh, you know, Tim's going to randomly pick at the show, and uh, I'll, I'll be in touch, and we'll shoot you a, a code. And uh, we didn't want to do any specific gear, and you know, not everyone needs, um, you know, an Omega or – a uh, fish finder mount or something like that. But we wanted to give you the opportunity to uh, get what you needed. Could could you repeat it one more time? Because you you did kind of break up when you said what it was going to be. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do a hundred and fifty dollar gift card. Wow for one for one of our participants that is freaking yep. awesome, dude. I really appreciate yep. that. So I will randomly I will randomly select somebody from this. Uh, we use a randomizer. And I will pick somebody, then I will forward uh, over their contact information once they get it to me. John, thanks again, man. I really appreciate it. And uh, I hope you have a great weekend. Yeah, I appreciate it, Jim. Have a good evening. See you next time. Take care. Okay, so, wow, how generous is that? $150 gift card for one of our viewers. Um, I will uh, put everybody who participated into a randomizer and pick that. And then I will let you guys know a little bit later who that winner is. Uh, you know, support the companies that help support us and do things like this for us. Um, you know, these guys make some great products and, and I really appreciate that. Um, again, a new episode of the Extreme Kayak Fishing Challenge is tomorrow on the Sportsman's Channel at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, if you don't get WFN, but you get the Sportsman's Channel, check it out over there. Um, and again, remember, the show is brought to you by Ballast Point Brewing Company. We always appreciate their beer support. But remember, we're drinking at home, not on the water. So guys, remember, if you're going out on the water, always wear your PFD.
and keep your paddle right side up. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, you take care. Actually, next time is uh, Steve Tagami from Mustad will be here with me next Friday. So I, I hope we'll see you there. Take care. Well, I hope you can see what a great company Yak Attack is, the, the wonderful people that work there, and why we really enjoy working with them. If you like the video, please give us a thumbs up. If you have any questions, throw them down in the comments below. And of course, if you want to be a part of these live shows, make sure you join us on our Facebook page, The Kayak Fishing Show with Jim Sammons, every Friday. And you might have a chance to win some cool gear from our sponsors. We'll see you there.